Welcome to another episode of the Merck Manuals Medical Myths Podcast. On this show, we set the record straight on today's most talked about medical topics and questions. I'm your host, Joe McIntyre, and on this episode, we welcome Dr. Bernard J. Hennessy, DDS, which is Doctor of Dental Surgery, at Texas A&M University School of Dentistry. We're going to be discussing a topic that can be quite embarrassing for a number of people, halitosis, or more commonly known as bad breath. Dr. Hennessy, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So let's start off with uh, a little bit of the basics here. What exactly is halitosis and what causes it? Halitosis is uh, is uh, obviously probably well known to a lot of people. And, and it, as you said in your intro, it's another way to describe bad breath. And there's multiple causes. Uh, could be as simple as foods that we eat, but most likely the, the majority of them are probably related to bacteria in our mouth. And, uh, and dealing with foods, foods that we eat, they can break things down and, and cause bad breath. How common is halitosis? You know, you know the, uh, if, if you read, it, it get into the literature to read about it, there's, there's a number of different numbers uh, kind of reported, but it's probably up to 25% of the population may have persistent bad breath. Sometimes some uh, studies report numbers a little bit lower, 15 to 25% probably in the range. Now, when it comes to, I guess, bad breath, is it something that society has deemed this to be bad breath? Or is it always, uh, is there something in our psyche, I guess, that tells us that this person's breath is uh, is a, you know, a foul smell or foul odor? Uh, how does that kind of come to be? Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I think probably depending on how how closely we interact with people, the spaces we're in, but I, I think we've all kind of uh, are sensitive to it. And uh, there, there's certain there's certain odors that I think uh, we, we we would pick up probably. And uh, and you kind of know uh, someone just had a meal or 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 something maybe more intense in a way. Got it. Now, let's dive into some of the myths and misconceptions a little bit. Um do mouthwashes or breath mints get rid of bad breath? Yeah, so so mouthwashes, washes, and breath mints they can help mask bad breath. But but if someone's you know if a if a mouth rinse would say like hey use this product and eliminate your bad breath that that's not true. It it it, it can temporarily mask it, but not necessarily eliminate it. Okay. I think, I mean, as we've talked about, so many of us are self-conscious about having bad breath, whether it's uh, on a date, you're out with someone, you're out with friends, yeah. you're out with family. Can you tell if you have bad breath if you breathe into your cupped hands? Yeah, you know, I, I bet you probably most people have tried that, you know, because you're not sure. But but the truth is you probably get used to your own breath. And so that probably wouldn't really be an effective way. And, you know, you might be thinking you're good and maybe a friend would tell you you're not. So a good friend, maybe. That's a tough scene. Tough scene. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned mouthwashes don't um, get rid of bad breath, mostly cover it. What about brushing your teeth? Is that the same kind of thing? Yeah, well, certainly brushing your teeth because of because of the most of the causes of bad breath are kind of originate in the mouth. You know, effective brushing of teeth is certainly got to help, uh, but it's not just the teeth. You know, we have the, the the tongue. There's a lot of surface area on the tongue. Food particles, bacteria can get stuck on there. So I think people maybe don't always brush their tongue effectively. And so I think that that's another part of of the brushing, uh, brushing and, and tongue and teeth. And then the brushing doesn't always deal with the, the food and bacteria that can get in between teeth. And so we have to use something to eliminate that floss. Uh, there's mechanical devices, things like that, that probably would contribute to reducing bad breath. 
you mentioned effectively brushing your tongue. I know this is a audio only medium, uh, so try to be as descriptive yeah. as you can. What is uh, the best way to brush your tongue to get rid of some of those bacteria and uh, avoid bad breath? You know, so you you there, you know, there's they you could buy devices, tongue scrapers, uh, and and depending on some of us have like more of the extensions that we call them filiform papillae, things that stick up on your tongue. Some of us have the, the more robust, I guess, and so uh, they they might benefit from a scraper. Most of us, you could just use your toothbrush and just kind of just kind of brush probably from back to front, not too far back. You'll gag yourself. And and I think that's an effective way to clean your tongue for most yeah. of us. If you are on a date or just want to avoid getting bad breath in general, what sorts of foods or drinks should you avoid? Yeah, I mean, so, and, and that's interesting, you know, depending on, you know, you're on a date, you might want to have a glass of wine or something. So sometimes alcohol is, is one of the things that could contribute to that. Uh, certain foods, you know, things with garlic, some spicy things uh, that, you know, that that could onions you know that, that foods like that i said so i don't think i don't think it would mean you wouldn't have to um, not order them on the menu but i think you'd have to just be aware that that could change your breath and certainly if anyone were a smoker as well that combination of smoking and alcohol probably would contribute to some bad breath as well okay are there any particular diets uh, that would cause bad breath more so than others you know, I think that if you if you're thinking about diets and bad breath, it's probably like the the keto diet is is one of the things that there's. I guess the way that diet is structured, that people it's kind of high in fat, and if the body uses if the body is forced to use fats for energy, it it can break down fats into ketones, which can have kind of like an acetone nail polish type smell. So I think some people on a keto diet might experience that. And uh, but but beyond that, I'm not I'm not aware of too many other diets that might affect that bad okay. breath. Now, you're a dentist. I'm sure you hear people talking about uh, everything dealing with the mouth all the time. So are there any other myths about halitosis that you've heard or um, that have come across to you in your career that you may want to debunk? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've heard I've heard things like, uh, you know, hey, bad breath maybe originates from the stomach, not from the from the mouth, and and that's not true. There, there's certainly there's certainly a few things, a very small percentage of maybe medical conditions that could contribute to bad breath. So that's one of them. Another thing was you know, we kind of already talked about, like mouth rinses curing bad breath. You know, they they can help mask, but they don't cure. And then even things like. Uh, chewing on certain like uh, green leafy vegetable or leaves or things that maybe be uh, may have a, a nice fresh scent, but they also might have uh, high in chlorophyll or something. And the thought was, oh, chlorophyll is going to kind of purify your breath. There's there's nothing to that, uh, you know, an, another myth probably. Yeah, another natural remedy I think we've seen or heard of before is using maybe peppermint oil as a way to mask it too. Um, yeah. Does that help or prevent it at all? Well, oils like that, I mean, there's certainly like certainly in peppermint candies and things, you know, you could certainly mask things. And I think the way I understand some of those oils are they're not necessarily well regulated to be ingested. So I, I probably wouldn't recommend anyone doing that. I think a, a peppermint, you know, obviously, if you could find a sugar free peppermint as a dentist speaking, that would probably be a better <laughs> way to go. I'm sure. Uh, so when you said you can't breathe in your cup hands to kind of tell if you have bad breath, obviously I panicked because uh, that means how would I even know if I have uh, bad breath or not? So 
is there any way to tell if you have bad breath or not without someone directly saying, hey, hey, buddy, you have uh, bad breath? You know, unless you did some kind of like a, a gas chromatography or something, <laughs> a test. I, I think a lot of times it's going to be a friend or partner. Someone might say, hey, you know, you, you, maybe you need to chew some gum or something. I mean, that, that's really, it's hard to do it ourselves. Really. Just get better friends. That seems like be the, uh, <laughs> the best solution. Yeah, the, yeah. I think that's, yeah, we could all use better friends, more friends, probably, yeah. <laughs> um, can certain medications cause halitosis as a side effect? There's probably a few uh, maybe uncommon meds. It's it's there, There's case reports, I think, in the literature of some uncommon things. But there's a, a lot of common medications like blood pressure meds and have side effects where they literally dry the mouth. And, and that's not just not just that type of medication. So that's pretty common. And then as our mouth gets dry, I, I think we tend to have a tendency for more bad breath. You don't have the, the saliva that naturally kind of lubricates and, and flushes things away. Got it. Um, I think you kind of mentioned this already, but just to confirm, halitosis pretty much only originates in the mouth. It doesn't really come from other parts of the body and except for some more you know rare circumstances, correct? Sure. Yeah, you know, you could probably say there, there might be about 10% of, of uh, causes could be something other than the mouth. And, and so the way we would kind of, you know, if someone had issues with bad breath, I think, you know, I think probably starting with the dentist and working on hygiene and things like that is, is probably the best way to proceed. If, if that didn't work and there was some persistent thing, then it certainly would be worth probably a referral to a medical colleague, ENT specialist, maybe. There's things that could, that could cause bad breath. For instance, even related to the keto diet, diabetes, uncontrolled diabetes could cause the same type of ketoacidosis that you could get a that acetone smell. There's certain things maybe with the liver that could cause a, kind of a musty smell. These things get into the blood and the, and these, these uh, gases get expelled through the lungs. So we could pick up on things. Someone had an abscess in their tonsil per, perhaps or something in the lung. But that's a, that's a, a very small percentage of, of causes of bad breath. Okay. Can halitosis be a sign of a more serious underlying health issue, or is it kind of you know just just there? Uh, it's just uh, a symptom of you know either poor hygiene in the mouth or something else. Yeah, I mean, I kind of just based kind of following on our previous question there. Yeah, yeah it could be in a small percentage of things. Yeah, it, it could be, and so certainly I think persistent halitosis that. People have run through everything that a dentist would recommend and everything. It certainly probably would warrant, you know, maybe a, a further look. Yeah. Let's see. You're going to the dentist, uh, as you probably should, every six months or so. Um, is there anything you should do to prepare for going to the dentist? One, to make sure that you're, um, you know, in having a good experience, uh, whether it's flossing or brushing before, but even, you know, the hour before, avoid having lunch, doing this. Is there anything you should do as you're going to the dentist, um, you know, some tips uh, as you're going to your office? I guess if you're going to the dentist with a specific uh, complaint of halitosis, you know, I certainly would probably be good to avoid any kind of food that could maybe contribute to that and, and maybe mask what you're really dealing with. But I, I think probably the, the other part of going to the dentist is just kind of having your teeth as clean as possible. It makes it easier for the dentist to kind of see see what's going on in there. As a youngster, I used to think that uh, if I hadn't brushed my teeth for a long time, I could spend about 10 minutes before I went to the dentist. But generally, I'd make your teeth a little bit cleaner, but it's not going to cure other things. So, <laughs> Got it. Got it.
Uh, are there any stories? I mean, you've been a dentist for a while. Now, any stories uh, that kind of come to mind uh, about someone being, you know, confused about halitosis and you help them with a the solution? Uh, anything that kind of would help our listeners um, understand that this is a common issue and nothing to really be embarrassed about, but something that can be treated. Well, I, I I don't I don't think I have a, a like a super great story, but I've had but it certainly is a number of patients where, you know, they they've been dealing with with halitosis for a while and maybe trying to use mouth rinses and things and with maybe you know minimal success, but when you get down and, and you're able to show them, hey, you know, maybe you, you maybe you haven't been brushing your tongue or maybe. There, you know, you you know, if we have prominent tonsils, they have crypts where food and things can be caught in there, and that can contribute to kind of odor. So I think there's there's kind of common, easy things that can be done for a lot of patients that would kind of help them uh, deal with this and feel better about it. Dr. Hennessy, uh, as we kind of close out the conversation here, where should our listeners go to learn more about the symptoms, diagnosis, prevention, or anything else uh, regarding halitosis? Well, you know, there, there there's certainly a lot of resources for, for people to to find things. I think certainly go into the Merck manuals. MerckManual.com is a great place to start. There, you know, in the consumer edition, there's a lot of information related to this. I think the the American Dental Association, they have a they have a consumer site where you can learn about brushing and flossing and devices that might help keep things clean. I think those are probably two real good places to start. Well, Dr. Hennessy, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Certainly a great conversation, busting some of the myths about halitosis. As we close out, I'll let you leave our listeners with the final word. Medical knowledge is power. Pass it on. Thank you. <laughs>